I'll tell you, if you want to watch a massive disinformation campaign, watch the Meta Facebook story. I just did a show recently, and the title was Take Back Control. This is just one example right here on the Insecurity Brief podcast. This is the Insecurity Brief podcast. It features tech news and analysis throughout the world. This podcast is made possible through advertising and listeners like you. We need your help. Please subscribe. We know you are out there. If you can't donate, please share this program. We We depend depend on on you. you. There was a story posted December 2nd, 2021 in the Hacker News. And it was about Meta expands Facebook project programmed to activist journalist government officials. Meta, the former uh, company known as Facebook, I'm reading out of their uh, article right now, on Thursday announced an expansion of Facebook's Protect Security program to include human rights defenders, activists, journalists, and government officials who are more likely to be targeted by bad actors across social media platforms. These people are at the center of crucial communities for public debate, said Nathaniel Glear, head of security project at Meta. They enable democratic elections, hold government organizations accountable, and defend human rights around the world. Unfortunately, this also means that highly targeted or bad actors Facebook Protect, currently being launched globally in phases, enables users who enroll in the initiative to adopt stronger account security protections like two-factor authentication, 2FA, and watch out for potential hacking threats, Meta said. More than 1.5 million accounts have been enabled Facebook Protect to date, of nearly 950,000 accounts turned on 2FA since it began widely rolling out the feature in September of 2021. Funny, I'm not reading right now, but I've had 2FA on Facebook much longer than that, just saying. And, you know, yeah, you know you, you've got my opinion on this 2FA garbage anyway. I'm going to stop reading here. This is a fluff piece about the company and its push to bury what it's done in other places of the world. This company, uh, there was a story. <laughs> if you're not familiar with what is going on, there was a story December 7th, and it came out in the Washington Post that reads, Rania refugees sue Facebook for $150 billion, alleging it helped perpetuate genocide in Myanmar. Facebook failed to quickly stop the spread of hate speech and misinformation against the Rajin people, in, turning, in turn contributing to the persecution and alleged genocide of the minority community in Myanmar, according to a lawsuit filed Monday in a California court asking for more than $150 billion in compensation. The class action lawsuit against Meta, Facebook's parent company, was brought by a Rajan woman in Illinois in behalf of 10,000-plus Rajan refugees who settled in the United States since 
2012. It alleges that the Facebook algorithm amplified hate speech and the company neglected to remove inflammatory content despite repeated warnings of such that could prevent ethnic violence. A similar complaint against the tech giant is expected to be filed in British court next year. The BBC reported Facebook declined comment Tuesday in the lawsuits. Lawyers representing the plaintiff in the California case argued that their complaint that Facebook's entrance into the Milamar a decade ago marked a key inflection point for the Raja, people who have long been discriminated discriminated against in the Buddhist majority Southeast Asian country. Malamar's military marched a scorched earth campaign in 2017 to push Raja residents, mostly who are Muslim, out of the Rakhanian state. Some more, more some 750,000 Muslim men, women, and children were driven out of in a campaign of rape, murder, and raised villages. What a top UN nation official called textbook example of ethnic cleansing. That year, Doctors Without Borders estimated that at least 6,700 Ranja people had been killed as a result of the attacks. Around the same thing, around the same time, influential figures such as nationalist monks and top government officials posted in or recirculated slurs against the Rajan people while spreading falsehoods and doctored images that suggested some of the Rajan burned their own villages and then blamed it on the Majar security forces. Back in October, the same paper published another story. October 24th, 2021, the Washington Post, and I'm reading... How Facebook neglected the rest of the world, fueling hate, speech, and violence in India in February 2019, not long before India's general election, a pair of Facebook employees set up a dummy account to better understand the experiences a new user in the company's largest market. They made a profile of a 21-year-old woman, a resident of North India, and began to track what Facebook showed her. At first, the feed filled with soft porn and other more harmless fare. I, you know, somebody that's 21 should have, you know, their, you know, Facebook should expose them to porn, especially, you know, a Muslim community or an indie community. You know, everybody needs their share of porn. Just saying. Then the violence flared in Kashmir, this, and I'm reading again, <laughs> the site of long-running territorial dispute between India and Pakistan. India, Prime Minister Nathuran Modi, campaigning for re-election as the nationalist strongman, unleashed retaliatory airstrikes that India claimed hit a terrorist training camp. Soon, without any direction from the user, the Facebook account was flooded with pro-Mahdi 
propaganda and anti-Muslim hate speech. 300 dogs died now say long live India, death to Pakistan, one post said, over a background of laughing emoji faces. These are Pakistani dogs, said the translated caption of one photo of dead bodies lined up on stretchers, hosted in the, in the news feed. An internal Facebook memo reviewed by the Washington Post called the dummy account test as an integrity nightmare that underscored the vast differences between the experience of a Facebook in India and what U.S. users typically encounter. One Facebook worker noted the staggering number of dead bodies. About the same time in a dorm room, the same story stated, in northern India, 8,000 miles away from the company's Silicon Valley headquarters, a Kashmiri student named Janard told the post he watched as his real Facebook page flooded with hate messages. One said Kashmiris were traitors who deserved to be shot. Some of his classmates used these posts as their profile pictures on Facebook and on Facebook's owned WhatsApp. Jaind, who spoke in the condition that only his first name be used in fear of retribution, recalled huddling in his room one evening as groups of men marched outside chanting death to Kashmiris. Kashmiris. His phone buzzed with the news of students from Kashmir being beaten in the streets along with messages, hate spreads like wildfire on Facebook. He said none of the hate speech accounts were blocked. As for the lies told by social media, I'm not reading now. Um, it's not just what you have said. It's also what is not said. And we living in the United States have seen a steady diet of Facebook just deleting information. You know, and this is a thing. These companies outside of Twitter are trying to drive news stories. That's what it was about. It was about control and it's about controlling the thoughts of people that are consuming information here. The social media companies, I don't know if you're aware of this, have made a real dent into the cable online world of actually dispelling what supposedly is the news. So as you watch this be ramped up on social media and you've watched it ramp up originally and then fall flat on its face on websites, there were a whole bunch of media companies, say about six years ago, seven years ago, and they fell with no grace across the internet. Uh, if you uh, have ever heard of the learn to code hashtag and what was going on about that um, and how Twitter actually reacted, how YouTube actually reacts to the many stories that are posted around. And it's not just Facebook that spreads the propagation of hate and violence. Twitter does it as well. So does 
So does YouTube and all the other pieces of media. The algorithms are the real problem. These that are garner for getting more eyeballs rather than just giving us a time. In other words, you post something and I see it and then somebody else posts something and I see it. And the day's events rather than this garnered push by experimenting with AI to see how violent we can potentially be. What will be found out, I predict, across social media is how social media in 2020 in caused the riots that happened around George Floyd and the other events that burned and scarred so many of our cities. This was not a push that was of natural origin, although Black Lives Matter wants to make you believe that it was, it was actually a push by social media. That investigation is not going to be made by any of the newspapers because a lot of them were complicit in that push. If you are familiar with what was going on at the time, it was being pushed uh, along. Just like the January 6th uh, thing, which was written about in these Washington Post things, how Facebook screwed up and didn't suppress enough information already. It's been suppressing way too much. So is, Fa so is uh, Twitter and YouTube. So what do you do? Well, what I'm doing is I'm actually putting this on YouTube. I'm also using Rumble. I'm using alternative media and pushing it across all of the podcast networks at the same time. Hopefully, somebody will hear my words and understand what I'm trying to tell them. That, one, don't believe what you're reading online just like you shouldn't believe what you're, re what you're hearing on the radio or watching on television. A lot of these things are directed lies, directed at us to incite us to not trust our neighbors, to not care for other people, to lessen the, f the being of a human life. I'm Tripp. I hope you have a great day. Take care.